0: Hey guys, Mubarak Shah here, CPA, uh, working in M&A, and here to talk to you at Corp Dev World about how and what to do when you're actually ready to sell your business, all right? So you're, you've made the decision, you've come across the process, you've kind of figured out that, hey, you know, I want to focus on something else, I'm ready to retire, I am in the position that I want someone to pay me out for my shares in the business, right? So now, if you want to sell your business, what you have to really do is obviously first. In the prior episode, we talked about how to basically assemble your team, right? Your and your <clears throat> get your partners on board, talk to your spouse, right? Tell your family first of all, uh, or you know, at least your spouse. I think uh, is important. Anyone related to how will be affect will be affected, whoever will be affected, because it's a very tough process because. Now you're taking on another thing on top of your normal schedule, right? In your normal schedule, you have your operation of your business and your job or whatever you do. But now there you have to keep everything going while running another process, right? So it's like if you remember when you were buying your house, right, you probably didn't quit your job or stop your business when you did it. You had to add it on and do all that paperwork. And, you know, you have to just kind of account for that a new addition of work and hours in your life. All right. It's not super long, but, you know, it took me actually each time I sold my business, I, I went on 60, probably average about six, uh maybe average about 30 calls per for a total of six. Yeah. So and that was those are smaller companies. Right. I and mean, when you're ta- when you're getting into bigger spaces, right, you're going to end up having more calls. And it's going to be like obviously like it's obviously nothing happens in just one call like. Each call is gonna be like an intro call, and then maybe they'll bring their partners on. And if it's a PE firm or depending on how big the size is of the company or the people you're talking to, you know they might bring on their partners or their boards, or they might have lower level people at the company. Um, so for example, there's there's a variety of different places you can kind of sell your company at, and it depends on how big it is, right? So first of all, if it's a website or something small, and even if it's not a website, there's a whole list of standard ones that I'm actually going to put in the show notes that you can sell it on. Like there's BizBuySell, right? There's um, so many good platforms online now. Uh, BizBuySell, uh, BizQuest.com. There's um, a couple of companies out here that you can literally just type into Google like, hey, sell my company or sell my company Marketplace and you can kind of get it on there and they don't have like fees or anything like that or they might have a very very slight like twenty thirty dollar listing fee but basically what happens is that they'll connect you with the broker typically right and this business broker will then take a percentage of the commission to help you sell your company and it is useful to have them um, obviously just like in any professional service there's amazing ones there's amazing brokers and there's terrible brokers right so um there are ways to get around brokers themselves too because there's now a whole kind of um you know i'm going to put a, a resource for all of the different uh websites to sell your company uh, i'm actually going to put that in the show notes um i'm just making note of that for my editor to add that to tell your okay um So the reason that's important is because now you can put it on places like FlipUp, it's an online website, or microacquire.com, I've sold a company there too. And these websites basically allow you to just put your website for sale. And then sometimes, like for example, microacquire does takes no transaction fee. They're trying to basically monetize their business by charging the buyer to get onto and access these listings. So they've taken a different approach. Um, and then, if you're a larger company, right, if you're like in the 1 million range or higher, or even 500K, you're gonna wanna check out dealmaven.io. They have a, a great kind of brokerage and marketplace. So if you're kind of north of $500,000 of revenue, you would want to kind of go for that. But it really depends, like, so, like just like in a real estate transaction, you kind of want to have a real estate agent, especially if it's your first time doing it. Um, they just know the market better, right? They spend their day to day. Like think about how good you are at your day to day, right? And your specialty and what your, your job is or what your kind of interest is. And then that's the same thing for them. You know, so they just have so much more of a specialty than you trying to just figure something else out that you haven't ever kind of dealt with appropriately in the past, or you know, you're just not doing it on a day-to-day basis. So, for example, at my job in M&A, like I'm looking at deals on a daily basis, multiple deals. So I'm dealing with the buyers, I'm talking to the sellers, I'm vetting the sellers, I'm having due diligence, I'm diving into their financials, I'm uncovering issues for the buyers. And um, things that they didn't know about and I'm initiating because of my findings initiating new conversations between the buyer and seller and opening up parts of the business or parts of the transaction that might have not even been spoken about before all right so that's definitely something to keep in mind as to you know you there are different places to kind of sell and list the business and so we have that as a resource but Really, what's going to happen is that you'll kind of basically have this action plan and start being realistic about the time investment required and the expected amount of time to actually sell or complete a transaction. You know, unless like you're just willing to fire sell it and get it out, like this is going to be a multi-month process, right? If you're a big company, if you're in the 10 million plus range um, in revenue and EBITDA, like I would say you're probably talking about, you know, you're, you're looking at years, uh, potentially, just because the due diligence, you know, it's there's a lot of uh, different due diligence that needs to happen when you're selling your company, right? When the buyer is going to come in, they're going to look at a whole bunch of different things. They're going to do customer diligence, where they're going to want to talk to your potential customers. And we're going to go all uh, into all parts of this in, in, in detail, but I just want to mention it to kind of put it onto your radar that when you're selling the company, you have to have everything highlighted and organized so one of the steps that i recommend sellers take prior to even listing their business and just as a practice for themselves is start getting all of your records together your corporate documents all the way everything from your articles of organization to um you know articles of incorporation your organization chart you know get all of this stuff together a list of your company shareholders and the option holders and if you have investors what their are or employees what the vesting schedule is right all of the company information you need to start getting organized and it's tough right even for me as a cpa like when i ran a few businesses in the past i didn't necessarily have everything as organized as i should have like you know, I understand that things are online, but even assembling them from your email or from attachments or from DocuSigns that might have expired, um, you need to really be organized with having all of this together. And sometimes it's tough in the day to day when you're running and you're operating a company and you're on the road and you're trying to sell new business like it becomes difficult to stay organized. And so you need to just have either work with your CPA, work with your lawyer, um, you know, just start. And, and, And I should I say that, this might be a procedure you want to do even prior to listing your business. Is just getting all this information together because even wherever you're listing it, you're probably, unless you kind of just post it on Craigslist, which again is a potential option. You could choose to, and, and honestly, it's worth it. You're going to have a different style of buyer come out, but I have heard of success stories. Obviously, just like with every, everything in Craigslist, you know, you're know you going to have time wasters and you're going to need a vetting process, right? But uh, I'm going to kind of give tips and future episodes on kind of how to navigate that for now. I just want to talk about more of the whole procedure of, you know, what it takes when you're selling your company and just all the different documentation you'll need. So there's diligence that they'll need that the lawyers would need, right? Or your tax returns, make sure you have that handled. Then there's a lot of stuff that the accountants need that we do accounting due diligence on. And if your books aren't right, I'm telling you, you're probably wasting your time. Like there's deals that will fall apart. And, and and honestly, the problem is that sometimes a buyer will stick around to help and not help, but to wait to, for you to fix your books. But you're not going to get a good valuation and the right price that you want as a seller if you don't have your books together. So spend the money, hire a bookkeeper, you know, reach out to me. Uh, I can kind of get something lined up for you. uh You can text me five one six four one seven four nine four one, and we can help you find somebody to handle those books because the thing is you need that straightened up it's just like selling anything it's like if you were to sell your house and every all the chip was all the paint was chipping and the lawn wasn't mowed, like the financial records are the most important part of a lot of these transactions because this is why you got into business in the first place. But again, just like with keeping your company documents in order, bookkeeping is very tedious. It's... um You know, there's specialized people like CPAs, like accountants that spend five plus years of their life specializing in education for this exact reason and then spending years, if not decades of their life, enhancing their craft and working on it and being exposed to it for 40 to 60 to 80 plus hours a day. Um, Just like in every other professional service, just like why you're getting the lawyer. But the reason I'm talking about this is because you need to have your numbers Together, you need to have this the, at least the financial statements, the PL, the balance sheet. You should have some type of bookkeeping software that makes things a lot easier. Whether you use QuickBooks, FreshBooks, NetSuite, it doesn't really matter, it just matters that you have your books done. And if you do cash basis, right, you do cash basis, but at least do it. Like, make sure you have your monthly bank reconciliations handled, make sure you have your credit card tra- uh, reconciliations happen. And again, you could probably get away with it doing it. If, if your company's like, if it's less than $100,000 deal, right? That's like the Wild West, right? Some For some people, that money is just a a gambling ticket, a rounding error. They're just going to buy it to test it out. They they're just want to be fast with it, right? But it all depends on the type of buyer you get, right? So you just want to be the most prepared because the more buttoned up you have everything and what you do is virtually, you're going to put it online into what's called a data room. And, you know, that's just a fancy term for where all of this files and records get organized for this transaction, right? The due diligence that's going to occur. So, for example, when you're selling your company, your broker or yourself or what you're going to do is you're going to organize all your documents. And in order for after, say, the NDA is signed, which is the non-disclosure agreement is signed between you and the counterparty, they're going to probably get access to some financial records or some teaser for your business, right? um we're gonna do another episode on that man there's a lot of things to cover here but it makes sense you know this is a very fun and fascinating world but i recommend that you subscribe to the podcast and check out our content because there's so many different aspects to this of getting your company ready for sale and buying a company that this hopefully serves as an education of what to keep in mind and what to get ready for because it'll be if you do it right it'll change your life right if you sell your company like Outside of IPOing, selling your company is probably the most like foundational way of wealth transfer and kind of way people become millionaires and billionaires, right? Uh, either doing an IPO, inheritance, so when someone dies, um, or selling a company. Those are like the most instantaneous ways because once that contract is signed, you've just got a lump sum and hopefully a great lump sum. And so this episode and the precautions I'm talking about here and the steps to take to prepare your business for sale is going to be what allows you to get the craziest, highest valuation, which is what we're aiming for. Right. So um, just things to kind of keep in mind, obviously, is that the market is going to determine also your, you know, the availability of capital, what the interest rate is. All of the macroeconomic economy is going to determine what valuation you get and how much money you're able to make. So that's just something to keep in mind as well, because, um, you know, that is, for example, 2021 is probably times where you've seen the most highest and craziest valuations and that was an optimal time to sell. Now going into 2023, there's still a lot of great deals out there, but buyers are probably willing to pay less and they're probably doing way more due diligence because of all the schemes and kind of market economy situations that it is. So we'll talk more about that in the next episode and we're going to go more and more in depth into how to properly sell your business, how to prepare it for sale and what steps that you need to take to get the highest valuation for your business. So stay tuned, subscribe. As always, if you have any questions, reach out to me at Mubarak, my first name, which is M-U-B-A-R-A-K, at ShahBusinessCPA.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care.